Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Today, we're going to talk about uh, getting sales out of the service lane. Getting salesmen out of the service lane? Yeah. They they always, because that's where the popcorn is. Right. Get get your salespeople out of the service lane. Thank you for listening. All right. That's it. Goodbye. No. So, uh, how can we utilize our service department to get more sales? sales. Yeah. So, uh, what I'm thinking of when I think of the opportunities of the service lane, so more and more OEMs are really stressing the need for appointments service appointments, mm-hmm. right? That we, we don't want just the ebb and flow of traffic on the service lane. We want right, to be able to all show up at eight. Right. And we want to be able to, you know, uh, regulate or, or uh, plan our service department based on, you know, uh, uh, guaranteed if we typically the service appointments show at a 90 plus percent rate. So if we've got a full day of appointments, we know we're going to have a good day in the service department. Right, right. So with that trend or with that, you know, kind of motion toward a more active appointment setting in the service department, we we know a majority of the customers, who's coming in, what time they're coming in. But more than that, we know what they're driving. We know how many miles it has on it. Right. We know if they service with us regularly, how long they've had it. Well, I, I, you bring up a great point there. Is when we're setting those appointments, why not offer a free trade appraisal at that time? You know, okay. hey, while you're here, I'm going to have John Smith, uh, you know, from the sales department, just take a look at your car and get you an appraisal. Would that be okay? Yeah. I mean, you set that up. The expectation. So, I, and I think there, there's two sides to that. So, okay. Uh, I think there are those dealerships that do that and do that well, uh-huh. um, and and I know other dealerships who won't do that because they actually have people who work their sales their service department um, from the sales team that just does a free appraisal on every vehicle that comes in. Right, 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 and they just do basically uh, more detail. So they do it; they just don't tell the people about but it. They just either leave it in the seat, or they engage a customer and say, "Hey, while your vehicle was here, we just went ahead as an additional value add for you, and we just did an appraisal for you. We just wanted to show you what your car is worth." Now that can be, you know, bad if they bought the car from you and they determine, <laughs> "Oh my God, I'm buried in this." Right, right. Uh, well, I think one of the greatest techniques I've ever used for service department. Uh, customers is like an up and show program we called it I can trade you up to a new car and show you how to keep your payments the same and that's that's part of of that process is they say yeah if you if you were to trade with us today right we could and a lot of times especially if they bought the car from you you know what their payments are you know how many they've made right you know what equity they have kind of figure their payoff yeah so especially if they're which I think uh, we find the majority of people really are more concerned if they know they're going to be in a payment perpetually because they're going to get a new car every three years but they're not a lease uh, candidate we may have glossed over an important part here you know trade you up to a new car and show you how to keep your payments the same some dealerships I've been in and, and go over that program and I just kind of casually mention it well, I, I got a lot of pushback. People say, you can't do that. There's no way you can take somebody out of a 15 Silverado and trade them up to a 20 Silverado and keep their payments the same. It's right. not possible. Well, it, it, anything's possible right. with down payment money, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I can make their payment $99 a month if it's, they want to. It's shocking how often they actually can. 
Yeah. Right? Uh, with, and, without and the software, there's that. a number of different softwares that will right. actually... We don't know what their rate is. We don't know what their term is. I mean, they're but, lending 84 months now. On but a lot of times we do know. Right. I, no, I, know, I, mean, I know software that will take your internal data and they'll scrub it and they'll determine, right, what, right because right, we sold right. them the vehicle. So we know what their payment is. We know how much they put down on it. We know how long they've had it. We know who, who their their lender is. So right. we've got some idea as to what kind of credit they at least had at the time that they bought this one, right. unless they've done something to alter it, you know, to one degree or another. You know, if they're a Santander customer, we kind of have some idea. Or if they're a, you know, a, fifth a, a regions or, or ally or, yeah, I mean, you know, or, or a fifth third or, mm-hmm. you know, some some top tier. Um, so we we have some generalizations we can make based on the information that we do have, especially if, more importantly, if we sold the vehicle. I know some of these softwares, they'll even do what they call a soft pull. Mm-hmm. So they know what their credit is, right? right? Even though we didn't necessarily get permission to do that. I don't know how they get around that, but... Uh, they don't they, actually pull it. It doesn't show up as a pull. It doesn't show up as a pull, but no. it's an inquiry. It doesn't it, show up, but they know what their credit score is. Oh, right. But, they, but it doesn't pull. show up as a Right. As a it's, not a, it's not a, a agreed-to pull, therefore it doesn't show, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because they're doing business with us that we have the right to do that or or what, but they, they do. And so just, you know, I mean, you don't have to purchase software in order to be successful, but there's certainly those softwares out there that'll help. Right. How about just, uh, you know, a guy uh, trolling the, the service department? You ever pulled a deal out of the service department? I've done it several times and I, I know several salesmen that, you know, I've been along my career that that's where they make their money. Uh, you know, back in the old days before there were a lot of internet leads, there were a few phone ups, but most people just planned on going to three or four dealerships. Right. Well, this guy didn't want this guy specifically. I'm thinking of he didn't like standing out on the point in August fighting with eight other guys. Right. He would sit, sit down in the air conditioned service lane right. and just chat with people. Yeah. You know, uh, just how you doing? How are the kids? And oh, you've got a dog. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And what? before you know it, he's doing a free trade appraisal. Absolutely. Well, one of the more recent uh, dealerships I was at, I was standing on their service lane just as the consultant and guy pulled up in a car and. Is you know not a brand new car, but you know a later model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he got out of the car, and he's waiting for a service advisor, and I go, "Hey, that's a beautiful car. Did you uh, did you purchase that here?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I purchased it here about three years ago." I thought three years, shit, that's perfect. Perfect. Right? <laughs> and I go, "Oh really?" I go, "Wow, that's really nice." I said, "You know, I'm working with the dealership here as a consultant, but you know th- that what you have right there is exactly what they're looking for for their pre-owned department." Yeah, man, they're they're giving a lot of money for those. Would you be interested? Way over market value. I, I could I could get one of these guys to talk to you if you want. The guy was like, "Well, well, yeah, I was just going to wait on it anyway." Uh, how much do you think they'll give me for it? I go, wait right there. <laughs> Let me get somebody for you. Went over, grabbed a sales guy, and walked him out there and told him on the way out, listen, this guy. And it was him. a 12-pound deal, home run. Uh, you know, the I, guy I, came up and hugged your neck. I know I know the guy. I know they did uh, convert him. I know yeah, it good. was a sale. Uh, I don't know what they made. I don't know if it was a mini deal <laughs> or yeah, a 12-pounder, but uh, it, Hey, they got a unit out. Right, right. And they got uh, a vehicle that, that had they been probably would not have sold. A vehicle that had been serviced at their service department. 
So they had all the records on it. Of course, being a, a dealership, they uh, all those transferred to Carfax, so they knew it regularly maintained. How easy it is is it to do if you're the people who've been maintaining that vehicle? How much easier is it? For Absolutely, your, and use car managers. Car manager. yeah, to do um, the, do that appraisal, even get it from his dad. <laughs> right? Well, let me pull up the service. I mean, that's records. why they love those deals. Right? Yeah. Not because they're better than a rental car no, they bought at auction. No. Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think all the sales managers shop at the same store uh, to buy their pants. <laughs> Because they all have, they have Velcro, Velcro on their ass. Yeah, they have Velcro. <laughs> so they just stick to that seat when they sit down. Right. But, uh, you know, maybe that's why they're also the specimens of health that they are. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't say anything disparaging about a used car manager, would you, Ray? I was talking about sales managers in general. <laughs> I, I want to offend a broader... You can, t- you can tell who the one, uh, the good one is by how thin he is. Because he's the one getting up running and going here and going there. Yeah, not always, though. Uh, although, man, I can tell you from experience, some of the best F&I guys I ever knew were some of the largest oh, men boy. in the dealership. So there is a lot to be said for that conversion. Um, it's the old adage, the sales department will sell the first vehicle to somebody, right. but the service department is going to sell the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one. And dealers and dealerships are getting better at, and maybe it's the push in software or uh, technology, but are getting better at uh, at realizing the value that's that's driving through their service lane every day from a sales perspective. Absolutely, and it's an untapped market for the most part. What's that? It's an untapped market for the most part. I mean, I don't know a lot of dealers that are capitalizing on that business. Yeah, or they start to, or they implement a plan, and you know, they lose the guy who was heading it up, and then all of a sudden it just goes by the wayside. I've seen a lot of that too. So it's certainly something. If if you don't have, uh, not just grabbing a sales guy and say you're in the service lane today, <laughs> uh, you know, I want to see you out there talking to every customer. And then like it's a like, punishment. oh crap, right? Well, what <laughs> did was, I do? Whoever was late, has yeah, to hey, take you got to work the service right <laughs> But to have an organized approach where you see the value, and that's what everybody's, they're only going to put the time into the things they see value in. Right? Well, you exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, whether it's coaching uh, or managing or leading or whatever, one of the things I keep going back to is it, you, everything is a sale, right? Uh, I mean, sure, I guess if you have a title that allows you to direct people to do things on command, well, that's one way to do it. But gosh, it's a whole lot more effective to sell them on why this is a great idea, right? So, And that goes to a great point. And something I was thinking of in talking was, uh, you know, not just instruct them, hey, you're stuck on the service lane today, but actually walk through it with them. Right? How? What, what are you going to do on the service lane today? Right? Coach them as to what's the best method to engage a customer. You can do like I did and say, wow, that's a really nice car you have. How long have you had that? Uh, or you, know, you can get with the uh, service advisors. You make a friend out of a service advisor, that's good for four or five deals <laughs> hey, a month. Hey, I know plenty of salesmen slip a 20 or 25 bucks in a service advisor's pocket. Why the hell wouldn't you? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, if he's going to get you even a, a mini deal, you know, 150 bucks, is it worth 20 bucks to get 150 right, back? Right, right. And that's just one. Right. So, uh, so yeah, you know, Buy them lunch, you know, become their buddy, and uh, and give them your cell phone number, and make sure you know they have your cell phone number. <laughs> and when they text you, hey, you respond. Yeah, hey, I got one. It's, an, it's yeah. a black Grand Marquis, two thousand eight model. Right. 
Yeah, it's getting ready to go back. Come take a look at it. I think it's and, clean as a whistle. Or, or tell them, hey, you know what? If you give me a lead, if we sell, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you twenty bucks. I'll give you thirty bucks, whatever. Service advisors, they're greedy some bitches. <laughs> they like money. I tell you, you don't go. I, I think service advisor is the hardest job in the dealership. Really, it is thankless. You you dealing with problems all day. Nobody is on your service lane because they want to be there. Right. They either are trying to be preventative, right, or worst case, they've had something break, and now they're not happy. But nobody is just like you know what? I don't have anything better to do today. <laughs> I think I'll run down I'll to the go service, to the service department, and hang out, and drink the stale coffee, and. Watch the big there are a TV. few of those. <laughs> yeah, well, right? yeah, I mean, I guess there's an exception to every rule. But, uh, yeah. So if your service department has a retired guy that's there four days a week drinking all your coffee. Oh, yeah. And he'd be more than happy to talk to a sales guy. I was going to say, you might as well sell him something. <laughs> and, and there are those guys who hang out, right? And I've seen this so many times. And... You know, oh, don't, yeah, he'll run you around. He ain't going to buy anything. Uh, you know, I love and selling finally, those people. And finally, uh, yeah. he runs into a real salesperson, right. and he leaves there in a new one. They're like, oh, my God, he bought? Oh, that was my customer. Right. I talked to him a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out, you know, of the six people right. we talked to him, right. who, you know, first in, last we're, out. We're getting six halves over here. Right. So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's uh, lots of opportunity there, but I just think, Again, that is circling back a little bit here, uh, especially if you've developed a relationship with the uh, with the, a service advisor or um, you do have, if you can get somebody to engage because they service at your service department, you have more information right off the, off the jump on that vehicle and that customer than anybody who just randomly walks in your door. And, and don't be afraid to give an appraisal. Now, I will... At a footnote there, that any time I gave an open appraisal like that, that I thought people might shop, I always gave a range. Right. Right. If it's a, say it books out at 9,000, well, I might tell them it's between 8 and 12. Right. Right. I want to go a little bit higher than and, the number. And I think to take the temperature of the customer, so to speak, mm-hmm. better to just do yourself what you can and get that range before because yeah nothing's going to piss off your used car manager like getting him to you know run out every 15 minutes to appraise another one on the service line uh, i wouldn't put that on salespeople. though i mean if you got a guy's been doing it 20 years i guess that's fine he can figure that out but gosh I'd, i you'd get a lot of rookie salesmen in trouble if they're out throwing numbers around on cars that nobody's looked at yeah but i don't know i mean you know with the you know, KBB, you know, uh, purchase price and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, you can say, hey, this can, is what... Can you see that one deal coming in, though, where uh, where the customer says, 7000 Well, your salesman told right, me he it told was me nine. It was Yeah, <laughs> 10 and uh, 12 <laughs> Yeah, the manager says, who told you that? Right. That guy right there. Yeah. Oh, so he, sir, I'm sorry. Yeah. He doesn't John, work here anymore. John Higgins to the sales tower, <laughs> please. John Higgins. No, no. They just say, That's, sir, that gentleman doesn't work here anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me get you another salesman. I'm sorry about that. So, uh, so anyway, how else can we uh, can we capitalize on the service department for for sales? I, I thought we covered it pretty well. Well, I think there's another. It's not necessarily for the sale, but um, you know, as we're 
developing that relationship with customers and we have ongoing relationship with customers to be aware of when your customer to be that liaison back to the customer right that you can even help them get those service appointments right or or schedule that first service appointment for a new customer hey this is something that i do for my customers you know i'm going to help you know if you need anything here at the dealership please go through me you know, I mean, the most you're going to talk to that guy is once every three months, which is the uh-huh. high end of the average that they're going to have, you know, express services done. Right. Um, but for them, for you to be that kind of trusted resource to that person that they're calling you, even if they need service, then I think you just you're building a, a relationship for life and and uh, and a customer for life. Yeah, and absolutely, and that's something that they would share with their friends and family. You right. Know? Go go see my guy. You know he takes care of everything. Right. Anything to do with my car, that's who I call. Yeah. Um, I know. Uh, I know some of the most successful salespeople I've known, who were the guys who you know just only worked off appointment. They gave that kind of service to their customers. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, Ray, that music can only mean one thing. Yeah, that's it. Time. It's time once again. That's it to wrap <laughs> it up. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to uh, sharing another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with you all. That's right. And uh, don't forget to contact us in the information that we'll be following here in just a second. <laughs> in, in the show notes, right? Have a great day. to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.